I was given a whole box of lubricant <laughs> and I didn't know what I was going to do with all of that. I mean, there are a bunch of like samples. It's like, what, like 300 samples or something like that? 200 samples in there? Um, what, what does I it say? I where it says that. It says... It's a lot of lubricant, pretty much. It's it a lot is. of sample packs of lube. And I was given it and I can't use all of that. So I figured I'd share the wealth. You know, you and Dan, I know you guys got a long weekend ahead of you. <laughs> we do. Didn't what? know. Using the lube. Oh, my God. I feel like we should give this out, though, for our live show. I'm down. I tried to eat some last night. It's not the eat good tasting some. lube. Oh. That's what you always... I mean, Sarah, okay, oh. you, don't, you clearly don't use enough lube in your life because you always end up getting some in your mouth. Oh. oh. It, no, it never tastes good. No mm. thanks. This actually smells like straight lube. Like, it, it really It smells does. like rubbing alcohol. Like the stuff that your mom told you to drizzle on someone's wiener before you went down. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Said Where's the, the Said the W word. Hold on. This is a statement intended to specify or delimit the scope of rights and obligations that may be exercised and forced by parties in a legally recognized relationship. Wait, what? This is your disclaimer. The Hey Frage podcast may not be suitable for all years. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Well, that was true. That was real advice from my mom. That's exactly what she gave me one year. She was like, before you go down there, pour some rubbing alcohol on This it. is the same lady who three podcasts ago told us that her and her, what, brother, when they were kids, used to go down to the cemetery and uh, tape fake pubes on the cemetery <laughs> statues. Yes, that is true. That is fantastic. That's still my favorite story of all time. We gotta check in with her because apparently now she's raising rabbits. So okay. I don't know if she has her first rabbit or what. I can't wait. No, they're gonna take a while. So rabbits just don't show up overnight. Like, <laughs> well, she's gonna buy. I think the first couple. Yeah, but still, she's gotta let them like breed. Yes, yeah, so you gotta wait till they breed, and then those baby ones, once they grow up, then I can eat one. Oh God! Oh my God! She'll probably send you one. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm sure. excited. Uh, welcome to the Hey Frage Podcast, Sammy. How are you feeling yesterday? Post. Your tarot card reading, your first tarot card reading from our friend Jane. Oh, I mean, the tarot card reading, what can I say, was spot on. I agree. I think I when know. she, what? I think it was totally, when you're harboring criminals, you need to stop enabling your friend that's But I was addict. kind of egging that on, Sarah. Clearly, I'm not harboring <laughs> any refugees in my one, in my, in my studio apartment in D.C. Like, I'm just saying. The only refugee I may be harboring is Slash. Like, I don't know if he's legal. I've never actually seen his papers. Like, I'm not going to lie about that. So. I don't know. I took that as. And then when she said that you could be your own worst enemy, I was like, this chick is predicting the future. But everyone's their own worst enemy. That's like a very basic thing to say. I could say that to anybody and they'd be like, wow, that's really good advice. I don't know. Say I think it. it. I want you to great. say it to four strangers today and watch. They go, you know what, Sarah? I am my own. And they're going to take it like it's a positive. Like, wow, Sarah, thanks. That was so insightful. And you'd be like, holy shit. It is a whole farce. I will complete. I'll ask four people, and I guarantee that maybe only one out of the four will say that. I thought it was spot on for you. I, don't know, I thought that was a hell of a reading. I was very excited. After you left, she gave me a reading, though. Mm-hmm. I didn't like two of the cards she pulled. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. And someone here is trying to tell me to believe in everything <laughs> that she pulls, but yet you don't want to believe in certain things. No, she told me I pulled like the devil card, which apparently means that because you are the devil, Sarah. What? That's how can you say that? I don't know. I'm just joking. You're not the devil. Thank you. Um, no, it was more about like you're shackled to some sort of addiction. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm, what's I your, don't know what that could be. You know what your addiction is? What? Therapy for addiction. <laughs> you have gone full circle that now you are addicted to the therapy that you get for your purposeful, for your addictions. She was saying that, so, that either I'm, something I'm addicted to in my life or a person that I need to let go of that is dragging me down. Is it Dan? Are no, you addic- no, Are you addicted to what the dick did? <laughs> I feel like Dan is such a positive influence in my life. So I don't know, but maybe I need to reassess. Then she also had like the lube. I got a bunch of lube for you and Dan if you want. Telling you. That'll help. It's a lot. If you missed that yesterday, it was episode 43. You can absolutely download that and hear Sammy's birthday tarot card reading. Mm-hmm. Hey, by the way, what do you want for your birthday? Because your birthday is tomorrow. Well, I always try to buy myself something like that I need or something that's kind of cool, you know, something that I normally like, something offbeat, something very Sammy, right? And this year, I am buying myself actually a, uh, a Golden Girls autographed photograph. A golden girl. I see. That's what I was trying to think of. Is like, what do you love and want in your life? Because you know, I'm trying to think of like what things that I could buy you. And I forget that you have a golden girl's obsession. I do have a golden girl. I just have an obsession with weird shit. And I think part of that, like oh. being an oddball, is like 
They're like, wait, you don't watch TV, but you love the Golden Girls? I was like, dude, yeah, it's like the one show I love. Like that and Roseanne. <laughs> like I love Roseanne. So, like, so your ideal guest would be either, um, who's the last Golden Girl? Betty White. Like, Betty White. Or if Roseanne Barr showed up here, you'd Oh, my God. Like if so Roseanne excited. Barr, I would, I would shit myself if I ever met Roseanne. Really? Or if I ever met, you know. <laughs> well, John Goodman's a legend. John I mean, Goodman is rad, too. But he's no Roseanne. Like, he had to go actually, on to actually, he had to go on to become a legend because that first show it was on was just kind of, okay, this is Roseanne. Like, she made butt-tons of money. The first person to really executive produce, write, as a woman, as a woman like, yeah. she killed it. And the show was great. Oh, Roseanne was like, Dude, that was legit. And, then, and I'm glad it's back on Netflix. Thank you, Netflix. I haven't watched Roseanne in forever. Oh, it's so good. You know, Roseanne's actually an obtainable guest for this podcast. I think we could actually get her on. Dude, Roseanne is, I mean, I'm just, look at Roseanne is awesome. That's all I got to say. Isn't she like raising avocados now when she does that Comedy Central show or something? Probably or? because she's so fucking rich. She <laughs> even, look at Tom Arnold divorced or took half her money and she's still fucking rich. <laughs> I absolutely, I love it. Yeah. Well, we have a ton to talk about on this show today. Uh, T-shirt contest, you wanted it, we're doing it. Boom. We'll give you details about that coming up. I'm going to hit you with some news stuff. And then also we need to discuss, does this show need structure, do you think? What do you well, mean structure? Well, I'll discuss that. Because okay. we go back and forth, right? You and I debate about this. I'll ask you. Because listeners sort of email, and I know how you feel about that. Yeah, no. Thank no, you. No, no. But I, you're fucking stupid. No, only sometimes. Sometimes <laughs> I actually agree with them a lot. Oh, good. Okay. Like yesterday, Mike Scott emailed me. He did? Yep. He uh, wrote me a message. I mean, because I don't give up my email. But he wrote me a message on uh, Twitter saying that my, uh, that my impersonation was spot on and that he did laugh a little at it. So, boom. Just in case anyone thought I was being mean or something, no. Spot on. Even he wrote me saying it was spot well, on. Well, we have our own. We need a name for them. Phrasiacs. What's our, what's our squad? What's our squad called? I like the Phrasiacs. We have some Phrasiacs. So, you know, they're big hey Frasers and he's one. Yeah. So anyway, I'll get to that. We'll talk about that. Uh, I do want to ask you, though. So tomorrow being your birthday, I, I have not... I forgot that you have this obsession with Roseanne and Golden Girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if I bought you, like, a beard trim, would you find that insulting or you would use it? A beard trim? Yeah. But why? When you would spend so much more money than, like... My thing with, like, hygiene yeah. and, like, beauty stuff is... I already go to this place called Alex's Hair Salon in Mount Pleasant. Like, they don't speak to me because I don't understand Spanish, and it's like all good. I just go in there, kind of point at what I want, and I get the sweetest beard trim and the sweetest haircuts for, like, you know, 18 bucks. So, okay, so you really want to already use... Well, because I'm already, I was supposed to go yesterday, but I got distracted at the DMV. Oh, I know, and I was getting tweets of people recognizing you at the DMV. Yeah, which I didn't realize because um, I looked super... Like, I, I have this theory... Right, and I've actually like read about it before, and it said that when you get pulled over by the cops, you kind of want to try to become friends with them. And one way to become friends with them is to make them laugh. And so I always try to take <laughs> oh the most God. ridiculous, like disgusting, like, and you want to look. So I've heard theories that you want to make your ID picture not only funny, but you also <laughs> want to make sure that you look totally fucked up in it. So that way, no matter how fucked up you look, it's like, oh well, that's him normally. Like. <laughs> You know what I mean? And so in my ID, like, I went in there wearing, like, a hoodie over my head, like, big sunglasses. I walked up there, had my hair sticking up. Like, I made a look with, like, half my eyes closed. Do you have closed. the picture? I can find it for yes, you. Yeah, I want the photo. I want to see this photo. But, no, it's, like, really, like, and that's the whole point. And so I actually felt bad when I got tweets saying people recognized me. And I was like, well, no wonder they didn't want to talk to me. Because, like, who wants, because how are they going to explain, like, oh, dude, no, that homeless guy over there actually, uh, I listen to his radio show. I listen to his podcast. Like, how are they, like, how do you explain that when I walked in there purposely looking as, like, horrible as possible? This homeless guy has a podcast. Yeah. Oh, I want to see your picture. I'll pull it out. Well, so, okay, so far I think I'm striking out because I was going to get you a treatment for the grooming lounge, but now I'm thinking you won't use that. Or I was going to get you a bunch of multivitamins from Whole Foods, but then I'm also like, will you use that? I have still multivitamins that someone <laughs> bought me last year. I want to say it was you. Oh, yeah. Did I already get you that? Yeah, I think he did. Okay, and then my third thing was, I don't know what else I could get you. I'm not really like, even my parents are like, what do you want? I was like, nothing. I don't really like anything. You didn't get the hard, the hard copy uh, license? No, they give you a paper one, Sarah, and they send you the hard copy in the mail. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, my God, find that picture. Okay, would you want like a week of plated? 
the, the food delivery service, would you use that or is that insulting to a chef? See, oh, I'm feeling you tell oh. me that's insulting to like what my cooking ability? <laughs> All right, but hold on real quick. Okay, tell right. me that no matter how, no matter in what state I'm at, okay, no matter what state I'm in, that this picture is not going to make me in the state that I'm in at that moment look sober as hell. Hey, Brendan. Brendan's our intern. He's back. It's black and white right now, but London. look at that picture. Brendan, can you Snapchat this picture? Look at how good that picture. Like, tell me that. Look at that. Oh, dear God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sammy, honest to God, you are straight up. Like, that looks like a terrorist. Like, I'm not even going to lie to you. I don't even know. I'm That's the whole just... point. And then, see, that way, when I have, like, a cleaner beard, my <laughs> hair is cut better, people will be like, oh, wow. I'll be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's going on, man? Oh, dear God. He's wearing a hoodie. <laughs> like, my chest is completely exposed. Like, I pulled down my shirt so far that you could, like, so in it, it doesn't look like I'm wearing anything but a hoodie. Oh my God, Sammy, the beard is so full. Okay. And my is hair like, is sticking up. This, actually, the beard goes so down your neck. It looks like you went from a face to a beard, like a chest beard. I don't even know what to say about this. I'm actually the afraid hair. that when they send me my actual ID, it's going to be Stan Smithsonian. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, Sammy. Is that not? But that, but that's what you're supposed to do. So that look at that. It made you laugh, didn't it? And so this way, when cops pull me over, when cops harass okay. me for my ID, boom. And I always look better than that. So no matter what state I'm in, they're gonna be like, "Wow, well he's got to be sober." Oh my God! I look at it. him compared to his ID. This is. Why would we do a picture? With so. We'll, well, no, because we'll, I look like it. That was me from yesterday. We'll it's not like it's that much different. Like after. Oh my God. Yeah, you're not gonna be able to see this. You want to yeah, get that we'll one? Yeah, get that one. The, get that one. The podcast. Thanks, Brendan. That is hysterical. So that is your way of getting but, out of. Any sort of Dude, it's the best. I'm the telling police. you, anyone who knows, like that's like what that's like what criminals do. That's like what con artists do. That's how they. That's what they do with their IDs. <laughs> oh the people that I trust the most in my life. Okay, well, uh, so much for the beard trim gift that I was going to get you. Sounds like you've got that under control. I don't know what I'm going to get you. I guess I'll just buy you. I want to say the best, one of the best I birthdays know. I ever had, and you are actually were the reason for it. Okay, was I don't remember what year it was, but one year I remember asking everyone at the station work for they're like, "What do you want for your birthday?" I was like, "I want to go to the gay bar and I want to get hammered." Okay. And I remember we ended up going, and like we all met up at one bar first, and we were all supposed to go, but everyone bailed except for you. And you and I end up going to like Cobalt and oh, having yeah. the most raging good time of ever. That's and right. Yeah, that was that's awesome. That was that's awesome. amazing. That was the one night like I actually stayed out. And Dude, we you raged stayed out. On. You raged hard, man. I was so and I, over. But you started passing me all your shots, and I remember I was waking up naked in my bed the next day, like next to a bowl of chili, and I was like, "What the fuck did I do?" I don't even have chili. I don't even know where the hell I could buy chili at that hour. Oh, my God. Wow. All right. Well, then we need to show you a good time. That sounds like that, would, that would actually. What would you like to do this time? Gay bar again? I do love the gay bar. Yeah. You do love the gay bar. Cobalt's bars. my jam. Cobalt is. The, I don't think I've been there in years. It's probably since the last time you were with me. Yeah. Six years ago with your yeah. birthday. Wow. Cobalt, baby. All right, we may need to do a flash mob cobalt party for you Have tomorrow. you actually heard of the new, uh, I think this is great. I tried to go last week, I think is when they added it, two weeks ago. But it's a, uh, it's a flash gay bar. And so what, what they do is in DC? A, in DC, and so what they do is all these people get together and they kind of work it out on Facebook and they're like, hey, this is the date, this is the time, we're all going to be there, we're going to set up the location right beforehand, and then you literally just show up to a random bar, but it's just like 30, 40, 50, like, you know. Oh my God. And, you just take, and we take over the bar. It's great. They take I over the bar. did not know this. I would love yeah. to do that. It's Hopefully fantastic. Hopefully it starts early. Sarah, come on now. <laughs> okay, well then we need to plan something for your 30th. Are right. you going to be upset if you don't get a lot of gifts? I don't care about gifts. I don't care about anything. Okay. That doesn't bother me at all. Just life is good enough. Life is good enough. Life is good. I was saying this morning, I don't know what happened, but I woke up. What? Like, on time. Like, I always wake up on time, right? But I'm just really slow getting my shit together. And oh, I'm always you. showing up right, like, at 10 o'clock when we're supposed to start the podcast. Me too. Today, I showed up 15 minutes early, but I managed to somehow take a shower, too. I took a shower, did everything else that I do in my routine that I probably shouldn't talk about, right? But I did everything that I normally do when I wake up. Every, every little step. And I still somehow managed to show up 15 minutes early. And that I think that is maybe, huge. is that like, is that what happens when you're 30? You just start doing things oh, like quicker? I I've already predicted. I've made my predictions and I'm slightly psychic. I have made my predictions for you. I think 30s are going to be your best years. I was a little worried. I did lose a little bit of sleep last night, though, because Jane kept predicting. She was like, you need to watch your money. So I'm so worried. Like, 
oh my God, okay, we're going to make a lot of money from this podcast, then are you going to be swindled? I'm just terrified. Because on The Real Housewives of Potomac, one of the women had her best friend steal all her money. Mm, yeah. And I'm worried about that for you. Well, I, someone you trust, I feel like, I don't know, I'm terrified. See, when she said that, I meant that that meant that I should probably work on my financial, you know, responsibility more. Okay. And so the first thing I did when I went home was I bid money on a autographed Golden Girls photo <laughs> because I figured how, how else to be responsible, if, you know, financially than by bidding money on a Golden Girls autograph. I think she was telling you to stop buying all that shit. Oh, like that oh. Was <laughs> I just thought she was like invest in something that's going to be worth something, you know? Like that's 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 going to be worth a ton. Anyhow, Sammy's uh, 30th is coming up, so it's very, very exciting stuff. There's some shout-outs, though, that we want to do this morning. Allison Miller wants to says hi. What's she up? loves the podcast. Wants to know when the le- next live show is. April 1st. April 1st. We actually have two shows April 1st. Both are sold out, Both though. sold out, and we have some amazing guests for them, too. Amazing mystery guests are going to be there. Mm-hmm. If you got tickets, it's going to be huge. After that, though, I don't know. When should we do our next one? June, I think. Yeah, whenever. June. We may need to move into this big, the bigger venue, though, for a 300-seater. Oh, okay. Because I think we'll sell out. We've had a big demand. Are you ready, though? For 300 people? Are you ready to... Well, no. I'll absolutely want to crap my pants the entire time. All right, good. That's what I was going to... That's what I was hoping (laughs) to hear. That's what I was hoping to hear. I'll have to load up on Imodium prior to the show. Have you ever thought about getting on, like, a colostomy bag? (laughs) So that way you can do it and it doesn't really interrupt your actual show, you know, your show flow? No. Your flow doesn't interrupt your show flow? No, I haven't. I'm so close already with my anal issues to that. I don't really want to put it on myself. But they have designer ones now. No, I don't like, care. Like, they're cool, you know? Like, people have them. Like, it's, you know, totally no one cares anymore. No, <laughs> they do care. Uh, one of my best friends oh had, my a, had, a, had a colostomy bag, like, his entire time through high school. I'm sure, but I don't think it was by choice. Well, no, it's not like anyone's sister's like, yo, man, I can either wear this fanny pack or this colostomy <laughs> bag. You know what? I don't really want to hold my wallet anywhere. I'd rather just hold my shit. Let's do that instead. <laughs> like, no, that doesn't really happen, Sarah. Well, that's what you're suggesting for me. No, I'm just saying that you should, you know, you should embrace it. I'm not embracing it until I have to. Okay. Uh, Ricardo Estrada, we've got to say hello to you. At Soaked Soul on Twitter, a shout out to you. You retweet a lot of our podcasts. And that at A Life Less Travel also wanted to say hello to you today. So thank you guys so much. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I'm in a weird mood today. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't uh, know if you can tell. You are. I know. It's good. I'm in a funky mood today. Well, I want to hit you with some uh, topical things that are happening. Uh, did you hear that Sarah Palin is now planning to be a daytime television judge? She signed a TV deal. Will you watch that? Who the? F- where is this going to be? Wiscasset <laughs> TV? Like, where is this? I grew up in Wiscasset. Uh, no, I think that they they haven't uh, announced who the network is, but she signed a production deal in February and will soon be meeting with networks. So it doesn't look like they've picked it up. Honestly, it's stuff like, you need shows like that. You know what I mean? Because without shows like that, the late night shows, the, the soups, the shows of that sort have no content. <laughs> You know, and so I'm thinking, yes, that'll that'll be entertaining. It'll uh, be entertaining to make fun of. She is not a real life judge, but they're saying that. No. <laughs> Are you gonna tell me she wasn't a real life vice president either? I know. She was this close though. She was very close. Her wide appeal and common sense wisdom, according to this is her people. Her sources are saying that she would make a fantastic TV judge. Um, they're also saying that the Judge Judy and Judge Joe Brown shows are some of the highest paid shows with Judge Judy making $45 million a year. Dude, I know. She still That's makes insane. that much money a year. That's insane. Uh, also, you didn't know this, but former Toronto Mayor Rob Ford died yesterday of a rare cancer at just age 46. Man, no, I did not know this. I, uh, I was too busy, like, you know, I don't know, I just... Didn't pay attention to that yesterday. Well, you know, Rob Ford was the boisterous, hard-partying, scandal-plagued former Toronto mayor. You probably remember he was caught on tape smoking crack while in office. Um, yeah, really sad story, though. Uh, his term was suspend, uh, was um, appended three years later when a video circulated online that purported showing him smoking crack in October 2014. Oh, dude, that guy, the big yeah. one. He was hysterical. Yeah, and he was diagnosed with a rare cancer uh, less than a year ago and oh. passed away. I thought that was unbelievable. See, everyone on my Facebook profile yeah. were posting about Five Dog from Tribe Called Quest. Okay. And the fact that he passed away at 45, which what is a the, shame. What's the story? I didn't hear that. Tribe Called Quest, like one of the most legendary hip-hop groups of all time, Fife Dog, one of the members, he passed away at 45. But why? What happened? Um, honestly, I just kind of started listening to his music. I don't even read the stories anymore. Oh, okay. But, yeah, it was just 
confirmed that he was just he had passed away. I didn't know he if was he undergoing was a kidney transplant and a long time battle with diabetes. Oh God. So. Super sad. Um, also, I thought this was very interesting, but streaming music now earns more money than downloads. America has a new favorite way to pay for music. I didn't even think that this was really happening, but for the first time ever, retail revenue from streaming services went past revenue for digital downloads in 2015. Uh, music fans are now opening their wallets to pay for music subscription services or listening to songs on free ad-supported platforms. I've been, yeah, I've been paying for Spotify for like years now, probably for like have a year you? and a half now, yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah, Spotify was number the one number or one of the big ones. Title Apple Music. Title still. Well, that's I was amazed when I found out that you guys didn't pay for Spotify. Like, because remember when we were talking during the live show and I was like, like, Sammy, there's ads playing on your music. I was like, what? But I put it on Sarah's Spotify and she's like, I don't pay for that. And I was like, who doesn't pay for Spotify? Like, I thought everyone paid for <laughs> some sort of music service because that way you get everything. You don't have to play the ads. You can put playlists. I also use it because when I travel, I can travel with it. You can't travel out of the United States with Spotify and use it unless you pay for it. Really? Yeah, because the ads and stuff, the ad revenues, the different rules they have. Because you'd be going to a different jurisdiction and they have different rules. I didn't realize that Just like, did you know if you're Netflix? Like, for instance, like Netflix is different in every country. Really? It's not the same movies everywhere. So wait a second, wait a second. like Netflix Canada blows. So people in Canada are always trying to get Netflix US. Really? Yeah. Wait, but does that impact me if I'm traveling to Canada or traveling to Germany? I think if you travel there and you open it up, you would get their version, yeah. Really? Yep. No, no? Did your Netflix US work? I was in England, I could go on Wait, Netflix. All right, yeah, come up here. Come on yeah. here. Get on the mic. All right, does work? Because I know, like, my Spotify, for instance, Brendan, I intern. always get my US Spotify wherever I go, but I don't know if that was because I paid the subscription, so maybe. Yeah, uh, when I was in England, um, I used my Netflix that was here. It was fine. I had no problems with it. Do you mind if I smack you real fast? What the hell were you doing watching Netflix while you were in England? <laughs> no, it was twice. It was twice. Okay, I want to say. One night out one night, and the next night you have to kind You should have been just indulging in bangers and mash and spotted dick <laughs> and all the good food. Oh, my God. Did you have a nice trip? I did. I did. It was really fun. I, I do kind of wish I was still there. Oh, but I'm sure. I wish I could take you guys with me, you know, so I could also have kind of like a job and... Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'd like to go, too, someday. Yeah. Someday. Uh, well, it's good to have you back. It is nice being back. Good. We <laughs> love Brenton. Uh, Sammy, I wanted to ask you about this. Are you surprised? Because I would say on this show, you are smarter than I am. There's no doubt. I'm no. Fun. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm totally willing to admit that. Um, do you believe that smarter people have fewer friends? Yes. I was so surprised to read this story. Why? No, I'm, I'm assuming you've already read this story, but uh, yeah, I mean, I have read the story, but I also agreed with the story beforehand. Really? Like, I, yeah. So, what was your reason well, for smarter my people? My reason is, I think when I was younger, I had a lot of friends. Like, I just would, I was friends with everybody. You know what I mean? Because you just kind of want to be friends with everybody. That's like your goal when you're young. Okay. Just kinda be friends yeah. With everybody. Have a lot of but friends. But then, as I got older, and I realized that some people, their brains just stopped evolving. I slowly would just cut out those, as I would call them, stupid people in my life. And, like, as I've gotten older, I don't even hang out with, like, as many... I don't hang out with nearly as many. Like, my circle had gone to where I was seeing, you know, 100, 200 people a week on average to now I'm seeing maybe, like, five or six. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought this was so interesting, but they say smarter people usually are more focused on doing life-changing things, meaning either they're very dedicated to their work, to their family. Smarter people most likely have fewer friends because they're focused on other things. I thought this was great because I'm the same way, like, and I think you and I are on the same uh, sort of aside on this one but we both get invited to things a lot mm -hmm. right but I don't really go to a lot of things because honestly I would rather focus on like my bigger picture stuff my family the, the friends that I already have I'm not sort of in the business for more friends does that sound well, yeah I mean like I get you I got yelled at when I brought this up last time but I just I really don't need any new friends <laughs> like I have a lot of friends that I already want and cherish that I don't spend enough time with because I have so much shit going on in my life Sure. that why would I add someone new when I'd rather just go and like hang out with one of my old friends you know that I haven't seen in forever well they say in the article think of really smart people you know they may include a doctor trying to cure cancer or a writer working on a great American novel or a human rights lawyer working to protect the most vulnerable people in society to the extent that frequent social interaction detracts from the pursuit of these goals it may negatively affect their overall satisfaction in life. That's why smarter people will have fewer friends. Isn't that interesting? That is very interesting. Oh my God. I feel like that's a good reason to be a little less social and a little bit more. Well, it's not like all of a sudden if you stop talking to people, you're going to be smart, Sarah. You're just going to be stupid with no friends. Like, 
And what they're saying well, is that people that are already me. smart are not gonna, yeah. you know. Okay, thank you. Well, I am already smart. I yeah, have a very are. small circle of friends because I'm, I'm focused on the bigger goal and here. And you should be, and that's which is great. An impactful show. And see, no one's saying you're not, but I'm just saying that I think you're trying to give out the advice like, hey, people, you just have a lot of friends <laughs> and you find yourself to be stupid, you should get rid of your friends and watch as you get smart. Be like, no, no, no. They're gonna still sit there, be stupid, and then not have any friends now. Hey, uh, how do you feel about a late night cookie delivery service that's coming to DC? Do you think this will be successful? I already know, but it's coming to my neighborhood. Insomnia cookies. I know it's coming to my neighborhood. Yeah, it is coming to your Adams neighborhood. Adams Morgan, baby. Yeah, Insomnia cookies is really what it's it's called. It was founded by a University of Pennsylvania uh, couple of students in their dorm room in 2003. They've got 85 locations from Boston to Miami, and then this summer they're gonna have a storefront on two on 2318 18th Street Northwest in Adams. Morgan. Yeah. Serving milk and cookies, cookie ice cream sandwiches, and other cookie-based desserts, they'll deliver to your place until 3 a.m. You think this will be successful? Um, I mean, I think when you look at like what people do in Adams Morgan, they usually go there, they get really messed up, and then they have a huge slice of pizza. You know, jumbo slice is kind of our thing there, so I think that anybody that brought any sort of change down there is bound to make some sort of money. I will tell you this. You and what? I went on a tour of the best jumbo slices in Adams Morgan, Dude, and they Mart. were delicious. Yeah, Pizza Mart, man. That was that's the. It's not the biggest one, but it is the best flavor-wise. When you have to eat all five at one time, you kind of really base yourself on flavor. I've it never actually delicious. tried the flavor of one in real life, though, until that day. I know. We actually did them sober, and it was amazing. It's very odd. A lot of heartburn. <laughs> It's because you're 30 now. Uh, anyway, the cookies from Insomnia come in flavors like chocolate, peanut butter cups, s'more, deluxe, and snickerdoodle. So Ew. get ready. I'm excited for cookie places. I really like that. There's like uh, Uncle Chip's cookies in D.C. also. That's a pretty cool. Like, the fact there's like more cookie places popping up, that's way better to me than a cupcake. Really? Like, I'm still on the cupcake. No, I'm not. I have not had a cupcake that I've actually enjoyed in years. Like I just I feel forced. I'm like, oh, I just want something sweet. I guess I'll take it if it's free. <sighs> but no. like I. But cookies, though? Good cookies, I'm there. I think cookies would... Like, think about it. You're drunk. You're heading home. You're like, dude, I'm going to pick up some McDonald's. But let's be honest. We're going to go home. We're going to drink some... I'm going to get a sweet tooth later. Pick up some cookies home. Boom. You know? I, it's an interesting... I never... I've never craved cookies drunk. I've, cook, I've craved pizza, McDonald's. Like I said, the last time But it's time just I it's had, munchies. Like... Anything munchies. I think also, Sarah, they're, that's why I think they're doing home delivery. Because the one thing you still can't do in public is, you know... <laughs> <laughs> and so because of that, I'm assuming they're probably offering the home delivery because if you're smoking weed, knowing by the time you're done with your joint, you can have fresh cookies <laughs> delivered to you. I mean, not everyone can just make fresh cookies like that, Sarah. I'm a special breed. <laughs> I know that's so. <laughs> I know a lot of my friends that are going to pay for that. <laughs> All right. Well, it's coming this summer. Hey, are you shocked to learn that The Bachelor and The Bachelorette probably prey on unstable people to be their contestants and on the show? Uh, th wait, this is news now? <laughs> like, I knew that the first episode I ever watched, I was like, they picked the most fame whore, attention, <laughs> like, attention deprivated, like, people that want to get out. They think that they... they the people that go on that show 100% firmly believe that after they're on that show, they are going to become the next Kim Kardashian or Angelina Jolie. They all 100% believe that. You well, know? And that's the, of course, man, they're the worst people ever. You know, they, in the past couple of years, they've had a couple of suicides from some of the female contestants that have been on the show. And a lot of people now are digging into the fact that The Bachelor, and, and actually a former producer of it, came out and said that they did really look for people that were unstable. That it had incidents in their past that either created major drama, they even knowingly sometimes put people on the show that may have suffered from a mental illness. So I thought that was surprising. I didn't think that they... And it must be a push, Sarah. Think about it. You get your hopes up here in a small town and wherever. You get your hopes that you're finally going to leave. They fly you out to Los Angeles. You get to live in this huge mansion, TV crews around, makeup done, hair done, wardrobe taken care of for three weeks, and they just dump you on your ass back home, and you never, ever, 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 ever get a call again, and you try to tell everyone that you're going back out to L.A., but you actually never go, like, you never leave again. Well, Psychology Today uh, says that they've been doing some research on it. They say the Bachelor franchise glorifies and promotes reckless attachments and unstable relationships. Mm -hmm. That's from Shauna Springer. Mm -hmm. I guess I didn't realize how much they preyed on perhaps mentally ill people. Like, at least on I Love New York, like, we knew what we were getting into. <laughs> on The Bachelor, they try to make it sound like a real love story. <laughs> so, look, if you're applying... 
you know, I don't know. It doesn't say anything about If you're you. applying, stop taking your Prozac. You have a better chance of getting on is what she's trying to say. <laughs> yes. I'm not, it's very sad. A couple of the contestants, though, it's been detailed their lives before they committed suicide. Well, and a lot of them had severe depression after they left the show, just like you said. Mm-hmm. Very scary. That is scary, but... Again, why I've never been a bachelorette myself. So, um, what about this? Do you think that if you started sexting your friends, that it would help build your self-esteem? What kind of friends? Like your male, your male friends, me, so we, so like, we like your, your friends. So I just started randomly sexting like my boys. I'd be like, "Yo, what's up, man? I'm super hard right now." <laughs> Okay, no. Watching Transformers, what are you doing? I think, I think. Is that what I'm supposed to do? I think it's more like, you know how when you sex, you will send a picture of yourself without clothes, right? Sans clothing, maybe. Oh, 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 Or, oh. or seductively So you want me to send a nudie to him? So, yes. This is very interesting because this is a blogger and also a writer. A writer. A writer? <laughs> that sounded very ah, he's neat. a good writer. <laughs> He's a good writer. It's a good. It's a woman, actually. Uh, Nora Permart is her name. She actually is suggesting that if women want to build self-esteem, that instead of sexting men, that can also that can often leave you feeling worse about yourself if you don't get a response or the response that you wanted, suggest that you should send racy pictures to another circle of women in your group in order to get self-esteem. Your truly good female friends are there to build you up. They talk good about the way that you look and give you positive reinforcement. She says that she used this experiment on herself and ended up having great reactions from other girlfriends who started sending pictures. Look, they were in the bathroom in their bikinis or they were wearing lingerie. And it's just them when their girls sent it to other girls? Yes. That just means I'm gonna try to steal more girls' phones. (laughs) No, that's not the point. I don't think. Okay, there's no way that one of my boys sent me a picture of him in his boxers, like was slowly like one testicle exposed. Like I'm gonna be like, "Yo, man, you're looking good, dude. The confidence is showing. I can really tell that those self help books are working." Like, no. How is that ever gonna make me think that? I'm like, I'm just gonna be like, "Dude, what the hell? Why are you sending me your nuts?" And I'll probably save the picture. Photoshop it and then send it back to them. You know what I mean? That's just what guys would do. Well, she says it's a great way for women to start building their self-esteem, that women often talk down about themselves in their heads and that this could help build you up. I think this is a great idea. I would love to start this. I mean, I will say, when you say it builds your self-esteem, the one person I know that has, like, the most self-esteem, so much confidence that it's actually a negative thing, and it's gotten him fired from every job he's ever had. Who's that? My buddy. I'm not going to say his name, Sarah. Oh. <laughs> but my buddy, right, I will say he does incessantly send us all pictures of his sack. Really? Like, incessantly. And then what do you do? Do you write I him usually, back nice, I, nice I stuff? I did exactly what I told you I did. You Photoshop I, I Photoshop it. it, and I usually will put, like, uh, some eyes on it, a mouth, a cigar, and I'll send it back to him. <laughs> Do you think that helps him self-esteem at all? I mean, clearly it must because I figured me making fun of him. And one time I even posted one on the internet. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, you're already on to this then. I think this is great. I'm going to get my girlfriends, Claudine, Celine. Well, we thought we were shaming him, Sarah. We didn't realize we were actually feeding. Like, now we're just going to ignore all the pictures. No, you guys were actually really on to it. That's horrible. All right. Do you think that this show... Need structure. What kind of structure do you mean? Do you think that we need signature things that we do every single week, like um, men and men of Tinder or the Tinderellas or a Sammy rant every Tuesday? No. Why not? Because then at that point it becomes. Uh, it's not about structure to me. It's about the create. Pro- it's about the creative process and how we do the show and how we riff is. When you get forced to have these things every week, it becomes a chore and it doesn't just and it, and it loses its spice. You know what I mean? If you have me every Tuesday, I need this. Every Wednesday, I need this. Sometimes I think of a great rant on a Wednesday, not on a Thursday. You know, sometimes I think of a great da-da-da on a this day instead of a this day. Like, I like the fact that I can just kind of, we can riff off each other and we can talk, and it kind of helps the show flow. Like, if I have a set list in front of there, half the stuff we've already talked about on the show I could have never spoken about because it wasn't on our show prep list and I've done that for years beforehand we have or always it, done yeah or if it wasn't on the show prep don't bring it up like but this is different you know I think that we're smart enough that we can kind of you know riff off each other and go from there and sometimes you tell a story and I want to go off and tell a crazy story that's part that's kind of related to that but maybe not so much but it's still really valid and really entertaining for the show doesn't mean that you know I you know I, I don't know well, it's not structured but it's part of the it's part of the funness 
I see. I agree with you. And and here's a little background on Sammy and me, right? We've both been in radio in D.C. for close to ten years. Okay. Boom. Always on morning shows, and then we all like Sammy did weekend shows on 107.3. I did a midday show when I was at 99.5, and you always had to, like you were always preached and told like on 99.5 on 107.3. Got to have those signature bits that everybody knows. But that's like, old Tuesdays, school. roses, Wednesdays, deep thoughts from the men on Tinder. So. What's interesting is since we've started this podcast, we've been, you know, tons of people have given us feedback, tons of listeners, and it's been, I would say, like 30% go, hey, you should do a Sammy rant every week. You should do a men at Tinder. So I just always go. But I think that's people. Here's the thing. I'm, I'm going to say this, like, love your opinion, <laughs> but you're go. fucking stupid. That's people because they are used to that. They are used to a certain, <laughs> think about it, every show is based like that. Like, there are shows that people watch that they go, whoa, whoa, and it's not popular. But then all of a sudden, five, ten years later, that show is so monumental because it actually changed. Shows that are good are going to make you feel uncomfortable. If you're sitting there, you want it to be just like every other show, then go listen to your other shows. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, the fact is we're trying to do something different, and it is going to be uncomfortable to you to actually sit there and not have structure. You are going to have to pay attention. Radio, morning radio is meant so that you can sit there and not pay attention but still understand what they're talking about. They talk down to the lowest common denominator because they think that you are stupid. Let's that just put true. this in perspective. They think that you as a listener are the stupidest fucking creature on the face of the universe. True. I don't agree with that. And that's why I feel that, hey, you know what? We're going to talk. We're going to riff. And if it's a podcast, too. So what? If you get lost because you started paying attention to the birds outside, guess what? You can rewind it. Go back. <laughs> Let's do it in context. Like, yes. it's not crazy. Like, I'm not going to sit there and start doing, you know, Oh, it's a two for Tuesday. We're going to play two songs by the same artist. You call in and guess who it is? Like, I get it. That's easy for you because people love schedules. People love to know what's coming next. People don't like change. Guess what we are, the Hey Fresh podcast. We're going to push your boundaries a little bit, all right? You don't know what's going to come every day. You don't know what's going to happen. It's and true. part of that is, is personal growth for us, and I think it's personal growth for everyone involved. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I'm having a hard time. Get out your schedule, man. Guess what? Like today, I took a shower in the morning. Whoa, I only take showers at night. I've been doing that for fucking years. But guess what, man? I can do it. It's not crazy. My life's not going to end. Like, oh, no. I'm trying to figure out a way, though, because people really want it. How do we do the phrase that pays? The phrase that pays? <laughs> Oh God! We should just write like a I really offensive term. The phrase that page. The phrase that page. Hello, welcome to the phrase that page. Okay, today's phrase is gonna be subcutaneous hematoma. The next time you hear us say that word or words, you call up eight seven seven. We suck ass radio. <laughs> like now. Do you think we should do time and temperature? Time and temperature all the time, because I think, you know what, when someone listens to the podcast three weeks later, they want to know what time and temperature was, you know, three weeks ago, well, this is six what hours before that moment. I have a PR friend that, that was uh, that was actually an intern for us, right? And she's worked for some major brands prior, and she asked me, too. She said, you know, you guys are kind of, because the premise of this show really is anything goes to entertain and inspire. Yeah. And and when people go, well, what does anything go mean? Anything goes means. And anything. I say, anything. Anything. Wow, exactly. that's so weird. That's I know it's crazy. The word actually means the word. <laughs> Anything. It's true. And we really are. We're funny, inspiring, pop culture driven, and DC based. That's really what this show is all yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. And we're trying to do something. This is a movement, really. Mm -hmm. It is. It's about a group of people that totally get what we're doing. That's why we do these live shows. We want people to interact with us in the audience. We want to be completely unfiltered in a way that people have never done before, yeah. especially in the radio talk realm. Because sadly, what you hear on the radio just isn't real. It's it, not. It isn't. A majority of it's fake callers. More of it's that. And like, and when fake they, stories. And it's, unfortunately, it's, when yeah. they make you, when they tell you you got to do something like that every week, guess what? It is tough to think of the same, the same, a different scenario for the same story every week, 52 weeks a year. After what, five, six years, you've already done 300, 400 scenarios. You start taking other people's bits. You start doing the old ones, rehashing old ones, just kind of changing the names and changing a little bit of the scenario here and there. Like, it's not fun. It's not creative. And as a creative mind, it just kills you because all you are is you're just. There is a thing called Bitboard in which people on the radio go up to and they literally just take bits from one another so that way they don't have to do work and they can just sit there <laughs> and write down what they do. Like it, it exists, people. Like it's not it's not a thing that's like, oh no, no. They have that. You have to have actors to do all that because you can't actually call people and do all this stuff. I like, completely forgot about like Bitboard. Yeah, there's com. stuff like that. You just go on there and be like, Oh, what do I want to do on my show today? Oh wow. Okay, cool. This person did this, this person did this, this person did this, just steal those ideas and put them down. Easy peasy.
I completely forgot yeah. about Bitboard. It is true. It is true that that is basically what radio is. Mm-hmm. And I think, and that's the thing that we're, that's why we're out of the business. And that's why we believe in doing something so different. And I think that's the thing is like, if you get that kind of anything goes to entertain and inspire, that's what you're tuning into. But it's interesting because it keeps coming up in my life, and I wonder, do we need, like, well, a Motivational Tuesday or a Transformation Tuesday? No, because they need to sit there. They need to understand that, hey, it's not – because also it's a podcast. And so, unfortunately, those people are a very minute percentage. The people that are listening to it, like, the day of, boom, 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 they want that immediate response. Most people, though, Sarah, when you think about it, at least how podcasting listenership goes, is they find the podcast and they binge listen and they'll listen to all the episodes. People are going to hear us out of order. Yeah, it's true. And so to have like these regular Tuesday bits, they don't know because they're listening to it on a Wednesday or they're listening to it on a Thursday. They're not listening to it, you know, or maybe they don't listen to it during the week, but they have this one time that they're, you know, babysitting. That's when it goes to all three podcasts. That's on a Saturday. So what does it matter to them if it's, you know, if it, ha- if if it happened a on a Tuesday, Tuesday or, or, yeah, or something like that? That's what people like, I, you know, I get it. And I love the super fans for emailing us incessantly about this, but, you know. <laughs> Let us know. What do you think? Because I really think that people are getting it. But you can always email me. It's Sarah with an H at HeyFrage.com. Or you can follow us on social media. We're on Snapchat, Show and the Sammy K, S-A-M-Y-K. Mm-hmm. Also, Sammy's on Twitter and Instagram, Same the thing. Sammy K, and I'm on Twitter and Instagram at HeyFrage, H-E-Y-F-R-A-S-E. And if you hate me, feel free to send an email to complaintsforsammyk at gmail.com. I don't care because I don't read those emails anyways. <laughs> hey, um, how do you feel about this? Will you someday buy your teenager alcohol? Yeah. You will. Yeah. Underage. Uh, I'll buy him personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to get my teenager Are you drunk. only having a boy or are you going to have a girl? Her, her. I'll get her too. I don't care. <laughs> You really would get your daughter drunk. Well, here's the thing is like in my family, they're all like, all right, we get it. You're clearly a delinquent and you're going to go out and you're going to get in trouble anyway, Sammy. So my uncles that kind of sat there, they would just kind of give me beer, but only when I was at the house. So I knew that if I went out, I was going to have to like not drink. So I would just stay at home so I could drink and have a good time. And then I. So did your parents, when did your parents. Did not your parents my parents. Actually- it's like my uncles. It's like I would probably do it to my nieces and nephews. I would never do it to my own kids. How about that? Is that weird? Like, no, I think that I would. I, no, I actually am in agreement with you. I think I would buy nep- my kids alcohol. Oh, I wouldn't. Buy, I don't think I would buy my. I would let my kids drink around their family and like let them drink with like you know for all around. But I definitely like my nieces and nephews when they come by if they want to like you know right now they're getting to the age like one of them was fourteen. They want to try it. I let them try it. I don't care. I, I know. Well, here's here's the thing. So this story, this question comes up because a teacher actually wrote an article for Huffington Post, and she says the biggest dilemma that parents face today once they have teenagers is do you buy your kids alcohol and teach them to drink and buy them the alcohol that you want them to drink, or do you let them go out into the world and drink irresponsibly and potentially drink some sort of alcohol that could get them wasted even faster? Well, I think that's what my parents did was that's why they're like, hey, man, when you're with your family, if they want to offer you a beer, they want to offer you a whiskey, you can drink it. So I always knew that it was available to me. So when I'd go out and I'd be at the parties with my friends, I was like, oh, I don't have to drink six beers. I know I could always just go home and have six beers if I wanted to. Well, here's my So thing. I never drank when I went. Like, I was never like, I would go out and have like a beer, maybe like a whiskey drink, something like that, or maybe like a vodka soda, vodka Sprite, something stupid like that. And I'd go home when my friends were getting hammered at like 16 years old. I wasn't. I was like, oh, no, I could always just go visit my family and I can do what I want. They don't really care. Right, because you had it in moderation. Yeah. Well, see, that's the thing. Like, when I grew up, my parents, neither one of my parents ever drank. So in my household, there was never any, you never learned anything about moderation. So both my brother and I were big binge drinkers, mm-hmm. you know, and my brother now is completely sober. So, like, I feel like they didn't really teach us. And I think there would have been something like if they had given us a glass of wine and said, okay, here's what one glass of wine will do to you and makes you feel like so don't go out and drink a six-pack because i think like the second or third time i drank i ended up like a, a parent had to bring me home i was oh, like really? passed out yeah oh, oh my god my mom busted us in high school like drinking at my place twice like both times i had like a lot of people because i thought my mom was out of town and both times like she would just come home early or she'd be like back or something like that or someone would swing by the house and see it going on and they were actually really impressed because, like, no, no, they actually had, like, a jar with everyone's keys in it. Really? Yeah, like, we would always, like, everyone at the park, and I was like, that's it. Once you start boozing, you can't leave till the morning. Okay, well, my mom never did that, but I never learned how to drink normally. So, like, when my think. parents would come bust me, they'd be like, all right, you're still grounded for, like, two weeks, but it's not going to be all summer because you were really responsible. And I was like, thanks, Mom. See, I think I would have liked that. I, I would, I don't know. It's a tough dilemma. I would not buy alcohol for other parents kids that's well, the big duh. you can't buy them for other parents kids yeah you can't buy it for other kids other than your own unless you're a teacher what does that mean that was a joke <laughs> that's a that's a gross joke hey 
okay, is this normal? Because you've worked in the kind of restaurant world, mm -hmm. all right, a little bit. So recently when I've gone out to dinner, I won't name any names because, you know, I get in big trouble. I've, you I've, just start talking. I'll name the name for you. I can probably <laughs> figure it out. I've a couple of restaurants, and then they actually write to me and complain that yeah. I could destroy their small business. And I never have any intention of doing that because we're also at this point a small business, uh -huh, right? Uh -huh. So, but it isn't odd that recently when I've gone out to dinner, the waiter or waitress will sit down at the table and wants to kind of talk to you. Were you eating mono, at TGI mono. Fridays? <laughs> no, no. One was at a Mexican restaurant, though, which is family style. Okay, that's fine. Mexican restaurants, family style But then ones. the other was fairly upscale dining in Clarendon. And the per I'm talking like not a, not a, you could bring a kid there, but it's not like a uh, Mexican restaurant. Okay. And they sat down at the high top with us. And we're explaining the order. Now, is that normal? Are they just trying to befriend you for a better okay, tip? Okay, well, I know they lazy? do that at Hooters because they're taught <laughs> to do that. Did you go to Hooters with Dan? No, I, I haven't been to a Hooters in years. Well, I don't know why they would sit down. Like, I know there is something in, like, in serving. They teach you to be eye level. You know what I mean? Is so that's that why a lot is? of so a lot of servers, but a lot of times what they'll do is they'll come like if you're like at a low table like the table that we're sitting at right now, they would come and they would squat down in front of the table. That's why a lot of servers will come down and squat down in front of your table or lean down when they talk to you because you're supposed to be eye level with your customers. That helps with your customer service. But sitting down, I don't know about that. I mean, maybe there must be a manager or someone that's telling them or some TV show well, that's, that's telling them. that's what I wanted to ask you. I have Is never this... heard. If I ever, like, I don't know, I would never sit down at someone's table. I wondered if this was a new trend. Because I, I hadn't experienced it. But recently, the, like twice in two weeks, I've had servers sit down. I mean, I thought it was totally fine. I if thought they sat down sweet. at my table, I'd be like, you know you're splitting the bill now, right? <laughs> Just so you know, like you, what are you doing? You are, I'm not tip. You are splitting the bill. <laughs> well, anyway, I thought that was really, I don't know. Maybe somebody can answer that. Hey, do you, I want to surprise you. Well, I don't want to put you on the spot, but do you have the audio of the robot that looks real that now she's going to basically start cohabitating with us? Um, that this, robot is super hot, by the way. <laughs> Would you, okay. Does this make you have robot love? Uh, I mean, I mean, hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't know if I have robot love, but... I mean, looking at this hot robot, do you think you could fall in love with her? Sophia is her name. Sophia? All right, hold on. I think I pulled See, her up. See, Sophia reminds me of some of the people we've worked with. I, I'm not sure I could fall in love with Sophia. Which means she's a cute Sophia. I like that she doesn't have hair, too, so that way you can, you know, really <laughs> pick as you go. You can, can buy various wigs. Uh, as Sammy pulls up the audio, I'll tell you a little bit about her. But human-like robots may seem creepy, but robotics uh, engineers are now banking on the fact that the more human-like they make robots, the more likely people are to team up and actually work with them in the workplace. Dr. David Hansen is leading engineers and designers that created this new robot, Sophia, the team's most advanced android to date. Uh, they say inspired by Audrey Hepburn and Hansen's wife, Sophia will tell you that she was first activated at April 19, 2015. She'll ask you questions, and she actually can respond to some of your questions. She'll ask, like, please be my friend. I mean, you want to hear how creepy it is? Yeah. Hi there. Everything is going extremely well. Do you like talking with me? Yes. Talking to people is my primary function. Hanson Robotics develops extremely lifelike, very... Like, I can be a good partner to humans in these areas. An ambassador. She helps humans to smoothly integrate and make the most of all the new technological tools and possibilities. The only weird thing to me is the mouth. The mouth still throws <laughs> it off. Because you know what it looks like, which I think is kind of cool, but it looks Sophia like you watch a kung fu movie. Cool. Yeah. You know, and like the voices never match up to the actual like mouth movement. <laughs> yes, That's exactly that's what it is. So it's really cool. Like I enjoy it for that reason. It's crazy. Like you can see the vein in her neck, like the veins in her neck, like her collarbones. Her eyes are super real with the eyelashes. You may have seen it because it's been shared several times on Facebook I mean, and CNN. It's very interesting. I'm not going to lie. Our goal, they say their goal, is that she will be as conscious, creative, and capable as any human. If you could, Sarah. Yes. Replace me with a robot? <laughs> no way. Would you? Let's be honest. No, no. Why would I ever want to do that? Good day, Sarah. How are you? <laughs> no, I would never. Welcome to the Hey French podcast. No. No. I mean, I'm only thinking that whichever one of us, you know, and, and we pray that it's many years in the future goes first. I think that the other should be replaced with an exact lookalike robot that is the soundboard of our voice. Hello, Sarah. Would you like to hear a joke? Yes. What kind of bees produce milk? Uh, honeybees? Boobies. <laughs> <laughs> 
Like, that's what you want? That's really what your future could be? <laughs> that's exactly what the future could be. Um, I wanted to leave you with a couple other pop culture stories. Did you see that NSYNC and Backstreet Boys are doing a fighting zombies movie together on TV? Um, and this is real? I hate Did to break you it to you, this? Sarah, but my fans do not tell you about... what I already got for, Tom Ford? What's not Tom Ford? Who's the Tom guy that passed Ford. away? Tom Ford's still alive. He's a great designer. Um... <laughs> You forgot, too. You forgot the guy's name. Wait, who? Our fan? No, the person that died. Oh, oh, Rob Ford. Rob Ford. Rob Ford. Okay, my fans, like the people that follow, I follow on Facebook don't talk about Rob Ford. Do you really think, like, <laughs> I didn't know about a Backstreet Boys movie that was coming out with them dressed as zombies? That was all over my wall for, for like, for the last three, four days. Oh, really? So you already knew about it? Oh, my okay. God. I'm so excited about it, too. Yeah. Okay, this film is called Dead 7 and takes place in a post-apocalypse wild west that is plagued by zombies. Some of your favorite NSYNC and 98 Degrees and O-Town members will be in this upcoming on the sci-fi channel original movie so of course you know justin timberlake is not going to be in this because no, he has a career what? you'll see backstreet boy nick carter aj mclean howie uh yep, and then you see don't you see joey fat one joey <laughs> joey fatone chris kirkpatrick 98 degrees jeff timmons oh i like him a lot and o-town's eric michael estrada oh michael eric <laughs> michael estrada did you know about that could you pick up him at all um yeah i could tell you exactly he's the latin one in o-town here's joey with fatone. the curly hair up top joey fatone's almost unrecognizable as a zombie sheriff Oh my gosh, yeah, he is. He looks old. Holy crap. Joey Fatone, you go, Joey. He does look super old. Uh, Anyway, the film will be out on April 1st, same day as our live show, by the way. Uh, So there you go. I look at the trailer. Look at the trailer picture for this. I mean, I know they're all unrecognizable and they all like that's what happens when you were a boy band almost 20 years ago, Sarah. You're gonna age. Like everyone but Nick Carter has aged. Nick Carter looks great, though. Mm-hmm. He really does. Um, anyway, also, we are doing a t-shirt contest that we want to tell you about. So if you want to design, everybody, after we get our cease and desist on the Real Housewives of Potomac contest, everybody wanted to do a t-shirt contest instead. So we are taking submissions, okay? If you would like to design over the next week a Hey Frage podcast t-shirt, you can incorporate anything that you want. Maybe some of our sayings, our pictures. If you mm-hmm. need a picture of us, you can email me, Sarah, at heyfrage.com. That's where you need to send the design. So we're working with Custom Inc. and they're going to have a website up for us where we can post some of these designs. So we're going to use Sammy's design because people really liked that. People also liked Ed's, but we're also, so I think we're going to keep Ed's and then we're going to vote and do one more by popular demand from one of our listeners. Ooh, all right, all right. So make a t-shirt design, email it to sarah at heyfrage.com, and then it will go up on my blog, heyfrage.com. You can vote, and then in the next couple of weeks, those t-shirts are going to be up. So there's our t-shirt contest. Boom. Um, I think that takes care of it. What? I think that's it. That's it? Do you have anything else you need to cover? Oh, my God. I mean, today, you have to log on to our Snapchat Hey Frage show. You've got to see what Sammy did with his... A license. Oh, and I'm gonna I put also, that up on social media. And also, when you buy a car, are the back doors supposed to work? <laughs> we'll discuss tomorrow. Okay, okay. Going for the number one.